Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. I just want to welcome all our podcasters as well listening. We love having you as part of our family, and we pray today that you are blessed on this special Easter Friday service. This morning, I want to speak for a few minutes, and if you have your Bibles, just turn to John chapter 6. John chapter 6 for a second. John chapter 6 verse 35 says this. It says, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Why don't you say bread of life? He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Why don't you look down to John 6.51. It says, I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. I love the fact that Jesus gave his life so that we might have life. It doesn't make sense to me often when you meet someone who is filled with the life of God yet lives a life of death a life of whinging, a life of just doing the bare minimum and not seeing God break out. You see, when we're full of Jesus, we're full of his life. And this morning, I want to speak for a few minutes about uh, the broken body of Christ. He was broken so that our brokenness may be made whole. Throughout the Bible, it talks often about bread. We see it all through the Old Testament and you, we see in the Old Testament that the Israelites were given manna from heaven. It was like a bread from heaven. We see in the New Testament, Jesus speaks about him being the bread of life. He also said to pray the prayer, give me today my daily bread. There is something about bread that actually resonates with God. And all the bakers said, I don't know if there's any bakers here, but there you go. The thing is about Christ and the amazing grace that he gives us is that, and we know this, but he was the perfect example. He was the perfect vessel. He carried no sin. He carried no hate, no bitterness. He carried no unforgiveness. He was somebody who was pure. He was both the son of God and the son of man, the Bible declares. And then on the cross, he took all of our shame took all of our pain. He took all of our shortcomings. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But through Christ, we actually are given a new chance. You see, this is the good news of the gospel. This is why you hear me speak continually about bringing your unsaved, unchurched family and friends. Because maybe you might not feel super confident with sharing that, but I don't mind sharing it. And the thing is, is that God has actually made a way through his son. And I pray that there's a fresh revelation of this today, that while I was still broken, that his body was broken for me. Natural bread is earthly, but spiritual bread is heavenly. Natural bread is corruptible, but spiritual bread is incorruptible. Natural bread is limited, but spiritual bread is unlimited. And natural bread feeds the body, but spiritual Bread feeds the spirit. In Luke chapter 22, why don't you just turn to Luke 22? 
Luke 22 verse 19 says this. It says, And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and he gave it to them saying, and this is Jesus speaking, This is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who's going to betray me is, um, is with mine on the table. You imagine if you had one last meal on earth, who you'll want to spend that last meal with. Just have a think for a second. For me, I'd no doubt my wife would be there. I would have probably my dog there too. <laughs> have family there. Have some close friends there. If I knew I had one one single meal left. That would be a pretty special meal, amen? Imagine choosing to invite the very person who's going to cause you to die to that meal. The very person who's going to betray you. And by the way, betrayal is a very unique thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that Jesus deserved to die. No, no, it's one of his friends betrayed him and turned him into a, the criminal that they declared him to be. Yet Jesus was so full of love and compassion that in the midst of breaking the bread, Judas was across from him. Just think about that with me. Often we struggle with unforgiveness. Come on, let's just be challenged this morning. And not just that, but you see Christ on the cross and he's there with two other criminals. And what does Jesus do? One of them turns on him and says, if you were Jesus, the son of God, you would rescue us. He starts to mock Jesus, even in the midst of death. One of the thieves starts to mock Jesus, but then the other thief speaks up and says, wait, Jesus, no, no, can you save me as well? And Jesus on the cross shows compassion in the midst of injustice. What a powerful image. And then he says, and we know this, but just let the revelation drop in your spirit. He's there hanging on the cross, his father has rejected him. His family has rejected him. His friends have left him. He's there, shameful, covered, carrying the weight of sin on the cross. And what does Jesus say? He doesn't say, I'm going to get you guys. He doesn't say, judgment's coming, turn or burn. He doesn't say that, does he? What does he do? He says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do in the midst of the pain and the injustice, we see this amazing example of our beautiful Saviour, that the very ones who were there to crucify Him, He declared forgiveness over. He declared compassion. He declared grace. This is the good news of the Gospel. And as the church, and you're going to hear this more and more in a celebration church, in the midst of us sometimes feeling like our life is pinned to a cross, with accusation and people coming against you and people letting you down and people attacking you, we can still declare, God, forgive them. God, show them mercy. God, show our city mercy. God, show our politicians mercy. God, show those who are sinners in our society, those who don't know you, show them mercy. And by doing so, we carry the very Spirit of Christ. This is some good preaching. This morning, for a few minutes, 
I just want to speak about the fact that Christ's body was broken. These loaves smell delicious. They are freshly baked. The Bible talks about how, and let me read you this verse. John chapter 12, verse 24. It says, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. This is talking about Christ talking about the fact that unless he died for us, he would have remained one man. But through his death, he created many seeds of life. Hey, have you ever felt like sometimes you have to die to yourself and take up your cross? You know that it's when you feel like you're dying to yourself, when you feel like you're laying down your life for the things of God, that's when seeds of life start to sprout, start to be spread from you. Do you know that your fruitfulness is actually in dying? It's not my sermon this morning, but just think about it. Do you know that the greater fruitfulness in your life comes from the greater death? The Bible says we are crucified with Christ, yet we are risen with him. It's when you have to give up things. It's when you don't understand. It's when you have to trust God in the midst of not knowing what he's doing. And you do that and you forgive when someone doesn't deserve it. And you, and you do all these amazing things and it doesn't make any sense. And God says, when you deny yourself, when you take up your cross, you've got to understand that many seeds will flow from you. <laughs> I think we need to speak about laying down our lives for the sake of Christ more. I think we live in a society which is all about me, me, me. When it's actually not about me, it's about Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53, my first thought this morning is this. Isaiah 53. Verse 5, it says, and speaking of Jesus, it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are, what church? We are healed. The first thought today is this, is that we celebrate the cross today because he was broken so that I may be made whole. Jesus was broken, and then this, he, he uses bread. And this is obviously some bread here. I need one of those Madonna mics so I can just have on my face. That's what they're called, by the way. So Jesus, Jesus is there, and he's on the cross. You know that none of Jesus' bones were broken? You know that? The Bible says none of his bones were broken, but his flesh was broken. He was crushed. He had a crown of thorns on his head. We had someone make us this crown of thorns today. That's actually, if you touch this, you will get hurt because that are, they are real thorns on here. And uh, the Jesus thorns were thicker and they were longer. So they would have hammered that onto his head. They would have, King hit him many times. He would have been completely bashed up, I guess the Aussie term is, uh, violently. His beard was ripped out. Now I have a bit of a beard. Peter has a beard at the back. A few of the men, he have beards. The women don't have beards here, that's fine, but the men have beards. <laughs> hey, it's uh, one little bit of hair getting ripped out is painful enough. Jesus' beard was ripped. He was broken. He was whipped. He was, his back, you would have seen the flesh, probably bone. I don't say all this stuff to make you feel queasy. I say because this is the reality of the moment. And Jesus was perfect. Jesus didn't deserve this. 
Jesus was somebody who laid down his life with eyes of compassion, seeing the people through his blood-drenched eyes, seeing what God had called people to be. A great example for us. But the Bible says that the bread represents his body that was broken for us. And literally, it's just, it's just like a brokenness on the cross. And he was broken, and then he was broken again. And every time Jesus was broken, there was something that was breaking off us as people. There was freedom which has been prophesied. Every time he took that whip, every time he took the nails in his hands and feet, when he took that spear in his side to make sure he was gone, make sure he was dead, it was a new brokenness. He was broken so that I may be made whole. He was broken for our healing. He was broken for our burdens. He was broken for our pain. Again, this represents his body. Today when you take the emblems, when you take the bread, the Bible says you're taking the body of Christ. And this isn't a nice cut. This is a ripping apart. The Son of God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is ripped apart for us. Bit by bit in front of the people. Spat on, despised, rejected. He was broken for our addictions. He was broken for our sin. He was broken for our pain. He was broken for our brokenness. The Hebrew word used is raw for, which is, I can't know how to pronounce it, but R-A-W, it's actually Rafa, sorry, which means to be healed, and it's a compound word, which broadly means wholeness in healing. You know, we often talk about how Christ can heal us physically, but what I've noticed in our society is how much emotional pain there is, how much mental pain there is, how much anguish there is. But I got good news this morning, church. Every time his body was broken, he paid the price for that. He paid the price for our depression, for anxiety, for the things that we the things that happened to us which weren't right and we have to choose to forgive that person. He paid the price. And I love that in Matthew chapter 21, verse 50, it says this. It says, When Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he yielded up his spirit, and at that moment the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Now, just for our newer Christians here, you had the temple. The temple was where you went, and there was the Holy of Holies, which represented where the presence of God dwelt. And until this moment, there was a thick curtain that separated people from the Holy of Holies, the presence of God. There was a thick curtain, a thick, I'm talking thick. Now, skinny curtains are hard to rip. This is a thick curtain, really thick. But in the moment where Jesus cried out and gave his spirit up, the Bible just says, that huge, thick curtain was torn in two, making a way for us to enter into the most holy of holies making a way for us to enter into the very presence of God, the very place which had been only if you were a high priest, you could go into that place. But now every one of us, everyone at Celebration Church can enter into the most holy of holies place. His body was broken, but also the curtain was broken. He gave us access. He gave us a way. 
Some people say, oh, I find it hard doing my quiet time. If only you knew the price paid, that you can go in your car right now on the way home and you can talk to your heavenly Father and every single one of your broken bits can be completely healed because he already paid the price. You see, his brokenness made a way for our wholeness, but it wasn't just our emotional and physical wholeness. It was our spiritual wholeness, but it was also our relational wholeness. You and the Father can be so close today. The Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He will draw near to you. You know, your level of closeness with the Father is determined by how close you draw near to him. But the great thing about that is that is a a well that goes so deep. He doesn't cap that. You You can be an Enoch who was so close to God that he was a friend of God for 365 years, sorry. And then the Bible says that God said, I'm just going to take him. I'm just going to take him. He didn't even die. I'm taking him. And Enoch disappeared because he was so close to the father that the father said, I'm just going to take you to where I am. It's just easier. Come on, let's just go. Who are our modern day Enochs? Well, I encourage you, it's you. He was broken so that we may be whole. The second thing is this, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, it says this. It says, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that, should be follow, that you should follow in his steps. We're just going to go to our next slide as well, if we could, Ben, up on the screen. It says this. It says, He committed no sin. And no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd an overseer of your soul. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that through his brokenness, through his brokenness, we are made whole. The thought is this, if you already know, he was broken so that I may become righteous. What does righteous mean? Righteousness means right standing with God. He was broken so that you might have right standing with God. You know, there's this amazing verse and it says that we may enter his throne with boldness. Just think about that with me. Enter his throne room with boldness. But the thing is, when you know God so well, when you are righteous, right standing through Jesus, you can actually enter his throne with boldness. I think what happens is in our, in our sinful thinking, we can go, God, well, I enter into your throne room with groveling. You know, I enter your throne facing my back because I can't look, I can't. And God says, no, no, no. When you know me, when you are set free by me, when you give away sin and you give away all the things which hinder you, you can enter my throne with boldness. You see, that's the righteousness of God that dwells in us. And the Bible talks about that the righteous man will be blessed. This morning, I want to ask you the question, are you righteous this morning? What does righteous mean? It means right standing with God. 
this morning, if you know that you're not in right standing with God, what does that mean? It means if you died right now, if Christ came back right now and you stood before him, would you be able to stand in righteousness? And this is why hidden addiction and hidden sin and, and, and not coming together and, and being a part of a community becomes so dangerous because we lose our righteousness in that moment and we feel like we're groveling again when God says, I want you to enter my throne with boldness. Is this okay this morning? Okay, the last thing is this. He was broken so that I can be completely free. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. It says, In him we have redemption through, the, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. The riches of God's grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. He was broken for our freedom. John chapter 8, verse 36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. <laughs> just in conclusion today, and we're going to come around a time of just reflection. His body broken so that I may be whole. His body torn apart so that I may be made whole and free that I might be made righteous. You see, I, I speak this as someone who has grown up in church my whole life, someone who's been in at least, well, I guess, I guess it'll be 34, 34 Easter Fridays, 34 different messages preached in person. I've heard a lot of stuff around Easter, but what I've noticed is this, and there's many truths when it comes to Easter, many things you can speak about, but I notice this, that I think we often forget the righteousness we carry. We often forget the freedom that has been bought. We often forget that we are called to be completely whole because he was already broken. The bread of life was already broken. And that's why taking communion is so powerful because as we break the bread, we remember that he was broken. And because he was broken... I don't need to be broken. <laughs> and please don't think, oh, well, that's Christian 101. No, let it drop again. Some of the most basic revelations, if you let them get a hold of you, they'll mess you up again. We have to stop walking around thinking that we have to be broken because we're not worthy when he has paid the price completely. He was already broken. He was already the price that was paid for you and I. And let me just finish with this thought. You have to equate the price to what something's worth. If you're going to sell your car tomorrow, you want to get what it's worth. If you're going to sell your house, you want to get what it's worth. If someone comes along and offers you $10 for your brand new car, it's not really worth $10. If somebody does that for a house, you know that you're going to fight for what it's worth. You think about this with me and let this revelation drop afresh. Jesus, the Son of God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who sits at the right hand of the Father, comes and he gives his life. And he looks at Beniah Halliday and he says, what is Beniah worth? He could have sent one of his angels he could have sent something else. He could have sent a prophet. He could have sent an apostle. He could have, no, no. What was worth me? 
what was worth you in the midst of your depravity, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of the things that you've done wrong and all the things that you wish he hadn't done, he'd done. He said, in the midst of that, as I look through my blood-stained eyes and face and, 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 and I can see through it, he sees the righteousness of God in us. And he says, you are worthy of the price that I will pay. Oh, let that drop. I have a low self-esteem. Okay, well, remember what Jesus paid for you. Like the Son of God, and, and, and it was said growing up in kids and youth, that if God had one photo in his wallet, it would be of you. It's actually true. If you were the only sinner on earth, he still would have died for you. That would have been awkward because it would have been probably you having to crucify him. But even so, he still would have died for one. We have to stand with our head high, with our hearts abandoned, saying, God, I will walk in the authority that you've placed on my life. I am called by name. Your blood was shed for me. Therefore, I walk as someone who was worthy, someone who can enter his throne with boldness, not by might or by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You know, when I'm weak, he makes me strong. I thank you, God, that through the grace and the blood of Jesus, I am made righteous. And today, as we come around the giving, and I'll get the, uh, get the host to hand out those emblems. As we come around this, I want you to reflect that the body broken meant that your brokenness may be made whole. The body broken equated to your healing. Yeah, we'll get the, there's going to be an item as we take our, our emblems today. And as you get that piece of bread and as you get that cup, just hold it for a second. We'll take it together. His brokenness for your brokenness. This morning there might need to be a bit of a bit of exchange. Maybe today we actually need to say, God, I give you my brokenness for your brokenness. Just focus on me for a second, just ignore the band. This is so important. Exchange your shame for the shame that he bore. Exchange your sin for the sin that was nailed to the cross. Exchange your addiction for the price that was paid. Let's be a church family that walks in victory, that walks in wholeness. Can I hear an amen? I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Come on, God has called us to be a church that is so free. Yeah, you know, Sunday, I want to speak on this. I just got it this morning in my spirit. That God laughs over his people. His laughter causes your enemies to flee. <laughs> we are people who are graced. If you're sitting there, I just want you to sit and I want you to put your shoulders back for a second. I want you to get your posture really good for a second. Yeah, put your head up. Put your head up, yes. Something good about walking with your head high, focus on Jesus. Exchanging your sorrow for his 
sorrow. His body was broken already. And I'm going to pray this morning as well for people here who you feel like you're broken still. This morning, God wants you to know that his body was broken so that you may be whole. (laughs) It's so good. His body was broken so that you may be completely free, completely whole, completely healed. This is your inheritance. This is already in the bank. Take your deposit, church. That Jesus, through his compassion and love, what does the Bible say? Every time we've got to bring it back to the Bible, it says, what does it say? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Church, what was the joy? The joy was the Father heart for his people. The joy was a people who were free and were completely overwhelmed with freedom and hope. A people who know how to laugh in God again. You see, the enemy came along and the enemy wanted it to be a sorrowful day. But little did he realize. <laughs> Imagine those, I just, just as we're handing these out, imagine those kind of three days where the devil's like, yeah, we won. Yeah, high five, demons. Give me that claw. Yeah, bang, you know. They're just celebrating. The Son of God is shameful. He's defeated. He's this broken bread here, completely a mess. And then it came to that third day. Oh, it should move you. It should move you. Let let's just let's just shoot the familiarity for a second. He should move. This should move our hearts. And I love the fact that it's a it's a, it's the the cave, and Mary comes up to the cave, and and she's like, ah, oh, and, and just where's the body? Where's Jesus? And it says that the angel was sitting on the big stone that had been rolled away. He was just chilling out. And it represents the fact that when Christ pays a price, that you then become seated on top of your problem. God sits on the obstruction. He sits on top. And he's looking down going, yeah, it used to be in the way. It used to be constricting. It used to keep Jesus in. But guess what? That couldn't keep Jesus in. (laughs) I don't know if you have boulders right now in your life. You don't know how God is going to do a miracle. But I'm telling you that the angel was just relaxed on that giant stone. And he's just like, chill out, Mary. He's risen. It's all good. The game's changed. Sin is defeated. Brokenness is made whole. The sorrow has stopped and the joy has been lifted. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Oh, and imagine a Christian church that knew that what they actually walked in, had their heads held high and said, I have had a price paid for me. I will stand in my victory. I will stand in what God has called me to. I will exchange my sorrow for his joy. I will exchange my weakness for his power. I will exchange my sin for his forgiveness. And we start to rise up.
knowing that He has already been broken for our wholeness. Amen. I'm just preaching myself happy this morning. I was already pretty happy, but I'm just preaching myself even more happy. Why don't you close your eyes where you are for a second? Just before we take this communion, the Bible talks about how before we take communion, we should actually make sure our hearts are right with God. It actually says if you have something against your brother, go and make it right before you take it. That's the power of reconciliation. And if you're here today and you just know that that righteousness that I've talked about, you know that you're not in right standing with God. Maybe you've made a decision for Christ and you've walked away. Or maybe you just know your heart's not close to Him. Or maybe you've never made that decision. Just as everyone has their head bowed and eyes closed. If that's you and you want to say, yep, I want to accept the compassion and love and forgiveness of Jesus in this moment. Why don't you just put your hand up in this place? Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I see that hand. I see that hand as well. Anybody else? Awesome, I see that hand. (laughs) Anybody else? The righteousness of God is paid for you. Right standing with God. Thank you, Jesus. Give you one more moment. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we pray this prayer together? It's a prayer of dedication, a prayer of asking God to come and just help us and forgive us of our sin. But we're going to pray together as a family. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, for my sin, for my failures. And today, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my wrongdoings. And I give you my heart. And I declare you, Jesus, my Lord and Saviour. I believe in you. And Holy Spirit, please help me every day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, um, I encourage you, we have some free Bibles at the back of the Hello Desk. We'd love to help you walk with God. And if you haven't been baptised, you can get baptised straight away. Happened in the Bible. I mean, straight away as in Sunday, come and get baptised. It's all through the Bible. That's what they've done. Got saved, got baptised. Yeah. Why don't we close our eyes again? And Nat and the team are just going to lead us in, in just a, a song. And as they lead us, in your own time, feel free to take the communion. But just reflect on the fact that his body was broken so that you may be made whole. His body was broken so that you may be made righteous. And his body was broken so that you may be completely free. And just let the Holy Spirit just touch your heart in this moment. In Jesus' name. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. You have been so good to us, Father God. We honour you in this place. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the price paid. We thank you for the victory. Oh, we honour you in this place, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Charlie, why don't you come up here? We're just going to pray over you today before we finish. She's blessed this morning. Come on, come on. Why don't you put your hand on the person next to you? Maybe on their shoulder if you're married. Just take the hand of your partner. 
We're going to pray God's blessing over you. We're going to pray God's protection over you on this Easter weekend as well. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. And this morning, we just declare your blessing over every person here. We pray today, Lord, we will celebrate the cross in our hearts. And Lord, we thank you so much that you're doing a significant work in our city and in this church. And Father, we honour you again. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for victory. Oh, Lord, we love you. I pray for safety over every person here. Safety on the road, safety in their families. I pray, Lord, just for a blessed long weekend together. In Jesus' powerful name. And everyone said... Amen. Hey, guys, be blessed. We'll see you Sunday. Come out. And um, I'm going to be preaching the gospel on Sunday, so bring your unsaved family and friends. Let's believe for salvations together in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.